Thursday, March 22nd. Having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real-life challenges. I'm Tom Lamprecht, along with Pastor Harry Reeder. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. Harry, today I'd like to take you to a story that the Washington Post has covered. As we record this program, there are oral arguments going on before the United States Supreme Court dealing with a California abortion law, which is supposed to protect women, but what it does is it forces pro-life clinics to deliver a message they abhor. That is, they're supposed to promote the fact that the state of California provides contraceptive services and abortion services for women. This is absolutely astounding that the California law is still standing. This law, which is basically telling over 200 crisis pregnancy center type clinics that receive no state funding, they are telling them you have to give a message that affirms abortion and venues for abortion and that the state will pay for your abortificent contraceptives or the abortion procedure. The very thing that they're there to stop, the very things that they're there to give women another alternative, which is to give birth to their child and then either help in raising the child or help in finding a good adoption agency for the child, which is what they exist for. If they do not comply with this state law, there is criminal liability and there are extraordinary fines and fees that would basically put all of these crisis pregnancy centers out of existence. Now, such laws have been attempted in other states, but by and large have failed because once they have arrived at district and appellate courts, then it has been determined these laws are violations of free speech. There's two ways you violate free speech. One is you tell people what they have to say, and number two, you tell people what they cannot say. Here is a law that's telling them they cannot give the pro-life message without also giving the pro-death message of abortion, how to obtain one, and how to fund one through state taxation, which is another issue. If you live in the state of California, your tax money now goes to the destruction of the unborn life. Now, all of the other laws have been struck down, Tom, except this one. This one got to the infamous Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals and was upheld. So now this is getting to the Supreme Court, which, by the way, is pretty amazing that the Supreme Court took it on because the Supreme Court, since Roe v. Wade, has basically found a way to dodge most abortion cases that have sought to gain a standing or a hearing in front of the Supreme Court. But they have decided to take this one, and now we're about to find out, do these Supreme Court justices, will they uphold their vow to uphold the Constitution, including the Bill of Rights, including the First Amendment, which forbids the coercion of speech by the power of the state? And that's ultimately what we're about to find out on the Supreme Court level. Harry, let me read you a statement that the president of NARAL, Pro-Choice America, made concerning these clinics that are trying to defend themselves before the Supreme Court. President said, They are facilities that intentionally prey on women at a vulnerable moment in their lives, 
by pushing medically inaccurate information. Let's take this up on about three different levels. Number one is, notice the name of this organization, Pro-Choice. No, it's not Pro-Choice. They are trying to stop an organization that's designed to give women another choice. The state and the culture of California promotes the choice of murder of the unborn infant. Now you have a crisis pregnancy center at its own cost that are attempting to give two women another choice, which is life, not death. There's something else, by the way, in this law I need to mention for accuracy's sake. The state law of California will provide an exception to any crisis pregnancy center if they will provide abortifacent contraceptives. That's an oxymoron. An abortifacent is destroying a conceived egg and sperm. Therefore, there's nothing being prevented in terms of conception at all. Tom, this also tells me a third thing, and that's this, that the abortion industry, at least in the state of California, legislatures are absolutely concerned that they're losing the battle. They're losing the battle in the terms of the battle of ideas, the battle of hearts, and the battle of lives. So what that tells you is when you resort to the power of the state and coercion, that becomes a direct revelation that you're losing the battle in the hearts and souls and minds of the culture itself. We see free speech under attack on the college campuses. We see free speech under attack in the entertainment industry. We see free speech under attack in almost every venue, something that is fundamentally foundational to the life and vitality of this nation, the notion of the free contest of ideas in the public square. And now the government has weighed in. We will criminalize you and we will fine you into non-existence in order to coerce the speech that we approve in the crisis pregnancy centers. While this has significant impact for 200 crisis pregnancy centers in the state of California, there are thousands across the nation that are awaiting to see what will happen in this particular ruling. Harry, let me take you from California down to Mississippi, where the governor there, Phil Bryant, signed a law that bans abortion after 15 weeks gestation down from the current 20-week ban the state has in effect. This is the earliest any state has banned abortion and no doubt will face additional legal challenges. Yes, I appreciate greatly his statement. The governor said, I gladly signed this. I would like for Mississippi to become the safest place for a child in the womb. Well, let me tell you what Planned Parenthood Southeast tweeted concerning this. They said, this is a part of a targeted attack on hashtag Roe v. Wade and a blatant attempt to chip away at a women's bodily autonomy. Well, first of all, let me just say to this Planned Parenthood, yes, this is an attack on Roe v. Wade, which ought never to have been in existence. It is one of what I call the five most destructive opinions of the Supreme Court to our nation. Roe v. Wade takes his place along the inane opinions such as Dred Scott and others. And Planned Parenthood's second comment, that it was an attack on a woman's bodily autonomy. No, this is a law that's designed to preserve the life of a child, whether a woman carries the child in her arms or in her womb. This child has a body. This child has a right to life. This child's life is sacred, protected by the Constitution, from a biblical world in life view, is created in the image of God from the moment of conception on. This is not an attack simply on the matter of the woman's bodily autonomy. 
This is a declaration of the sanctity of the life of the child and the bodily life of the child is to be protected no matter where it is located in these absolutely dependent stages early in life, the dependent stage within the womb and the dependent stage in the arms on the way home from the hospital to be cared for. Tom, let me just make one more statement from a Christian world in life view. We need to remember that ultimately the answer to this is a gospel movement whereby men and women's hardness of hearts is affected by the power of the gospel of grace. And throughout our nation, we see the development of a culture of life in opposition to the death spiral of this culture of death. Secondly, Tom, is that believers from a Christian world in life view continue to address this issue in multiple ways. Adoption for the children, you're not unwanted. Care for the women in crisis pregnancy, you are loved. Thirdly is outreach throughout the culture and the outreach of the gospel to abortionists as well as those who are being deceived that abortion is the answer to a crisis pregnancy. Bring the good news. Jesus loves sinners and Jesus will set us free from all of our sins and we can have a culture of life instead of a culture of death. Harry, on Friday's edition of Today in Perspective, we want to give our listeners some recommendations for a possible date night. That's right. Friday night, date night. That's a great idea. Now, ours used to be Friday night. Now it's Thursday night, but it's still a good date night, and I've got a great suggestion for you. By the way, I've also got a suggestion for at least a side door opportunity for evangelism. We'll deal with that on Friday's edition of Today in Perspective. As we close out for today, let me remind you, you can subscribe to this podcast. It's easy. On your smartphone or your tablet, go to your iTunes icon. Type in Today in Perspective with Harry Reader each and every weekday. On your podcast icon, we'll automatically download a new edition of Today in Perspective. A great way to stay in touch. We'll do stop by again tomorrow, Friday, as we continue our conversation and as we apply a biblical worldview to put the issues of today in perspective.